for SEN America. This is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway, sitting across the desk from me, fresh after a week off, is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, Richie. How are you? Good, mate. How's your week off? Do you enjoy it? Oh, look, I would enjoy it more if there was football to watch. It's a pretty depressing time in my life right now without you, football. You didn't enjoy the combine? Look, the combines, I enjoyed the guy's dick falling out of his shorts. <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly one of the most bizarre things I've ever poor, seen in my entire poor, life. Poor guy. I don't know how that happens. I don't understand. Those I shorts think... are like painted on. Well, You should not rip. feel sorry for someone who is hung like that. Though. I was very jealous yeah, of him. You're not a poor guy. I, don't know <laughs> poor guy. I was watching the combine with my wife. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> No, other than that, that was the only interesting thing that happened, um, other than Jalen Ramsey just destroying everything I hope the Cowboys take him. But other than that, we won't really touch on it because it's not particularly interesting. It's not at all. Today, we're going to get over the newsroom, hit on uh, a couple of topics that we've had from the offseason, but more importantly, uh, we've got a special guest, Scott Harding from the University of Hawaii, who's back in Australia. He's got some exciting news, so we'll talk to him a little bit later on. But for right now, let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Well, let's start with the infamous Peyton Manning. Has he, he retired is, yet? He's expected to retire. He still hasn't announced it. I don't know what's going on. I'm under the, the impression, and I don't know him personally, but I think he's going to retire. The fact that John Elway is giving him, basically keeps saying, just give him time, give him time. I would say he knows he's going to retire. Um, he certainly won't be back in Denver by the sounds of it, but yeah, he's he's just waiting. He, I guess he just wants to do his you know due, due diligence and make sure that he doesn't want to come back because no one wants to be Brett Favre and retire and come back every year. As of tomorrow, um, does Osweiler become a free agent, or does that start yes. a week later? Franchise tags need to be done by tomorrow. Okay, so then, well, I don't know if I'd want to tag Osweiler, but oh, they're not going to tag him. I don't. Oh, I don't think so. But they need to get him under contract, and whether Payton's on the roster or not makes a difference. Oh, absolutely, it does. But he's. I think they're operating under the idea that he's not. Is Payton Manning under contract? No. So he's a free agent. Exactly. Okay. I, I don't. Well, then it doesn't matter. Oh, actually, that I might be wrong. I'm, I'm not sure. Either way, he's he's not going to be back in Denver. They've basically they've made that not clear, but they've they've hinted at it. Uh, I don't know if they want Osweiler back. Like, they might want to roll the dice with something else. Who knows? They might want Kirk Cousins, who was transition tagged today, which we're both pretty much agreeing it's a terrible move by the Redskins. Well, they've indicated they're going to transition tag him. So the difference between a transition tag and a franchise tag, if you franchise tag them, you have basically got them locked in for one year at the average of the fifth highest salaries at that position. Yep. And you have up until about June 20 or something like that to so sign them to a long-term, long-term deal, deal. Or they play under it. Now, a lot of the players, which blows my mind, don't like being franchise tagged, even though you're going to earn all guaranteed. Like a quarterback will get $19.8 million this year, guaranteed money yeah, in his pocket, no matter how he plays, no matter what he does. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to be franchise tag now, but they all want the long-term deal. But and If they tag you two years in a row, there's a 30% loading exactly. in year two. Yeah. So but basically, but what it means, the transition tag, sorry, we, 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 we've moved on, is 
it's the it's the old franchise tender, which they basically used to say, all right, you can go out to free agents, we're going to franchise tender you, and the NFL would then value that player as, say, a second-round pick, and if anyone signed them, they would have to give them that pick. What they've done is change it so a franchise, uh, a transition tag is you, t- you tag a guy, he goes out into free agency. If someone offers him, the club that's tagged him has the right to match that contract. So if Kirk Cousins goes out and the New York Jets offer him five years, $110 million, now hopefully no one does do that because they're morons. That's too much. But someone might with his free agency. But then the Redskins have the right to go, yep, we'll we'll match that. So basically what they're saying is we don't think there's as much value as you think there is. No, I reckon that... (sighs) Who do you reckon's got it right? I I think the ball's in Kirk Cousins' court now. I I think think someone's going to overpay him. I think someone's going to, and he probably doesn't care who, because he'll go wherever. Well, he said he wants to stay, but he wants to stay, to and to his respect, he had a really good season, so he deserves some respect in that regard, that he should get paid, but he's had one year, and before that, he was dreadful. Yeah, he was a he was a pick throwing machine. Exactly. It all, so it's not like he's kind moment. of been he's been there and about, and then broke out this season. He's been awful, and then had one. You know, it was a really good season, but it wasn't like a you know MVP sort of. It wasn't like a Cam Newton sort of season. No, so not even close. He's not going to. I just don't know. But all I know, I think someone's going to overpay for him. Do you think it's free agency? It's what happens. I guess the question is: Do you think he'll end up back in Washington? No. You reckon someone will overpay? I him think someone's going to offer him five years, a hundred million dollars, and the Redskins are going to go. Oh, we're not paying that. Yeah, we'll roll the dice with RG three. They still haven't cut him yet. It'll be interesting. Cleared his locker out. Um, should we discuss the? The people who have already been tagged or basically are yeah, going yeah, to be tagged. We've got Muhammad Wilkinson, New York Jets. Great move by them. They don't want to let a guy like that walk. You He's, never let a guy like that He is go. a once-in-a-generation sort of football player, and he might not get the hype that a lot of the other guys do, but a the, really good football player. There's only four elite free agents this year, if you ask me, and he's definitely one of them. Oh, absolutely. He's him, Von Miller. Alshon Jeffrey, and probably Josh Norman. Yeah, yeah, I'd say all of them. And That'd it's interesting, it. I haven't heard anything from Josh Norman, but Muhammad Wilkerson will get $15.7 million guaranteed if he signs his tender. He'll That's, sign it, and they'll do, oh, he new, will. they'll do a new deal with him. Oh, yeah, he'll be fine. And the thing, the thing is, you don't sign your tender until that date that you said before, yeah. and then you can get a long-term deal. Um, the Baltimore Ravens tag Justin Tucker. Um, he'll earn $4.572 million this He's year. Is he the best kick in the league, you reckon? No, have, uh, my bias did, says Dan Bailey's the best kicker. He, he has the best leg in the NFL. He did slip a bit last year. He missed a couple of key ones that yeah, cost them. But he kicks long. He's a guy that anywhere from 60, you're he's kind of range. thinking he's going to have a shot at this. Um, Cordy Glenn, the left tackle from the Bills. A lot of guys might not know a lot about him, but he is a really, really good football player. They haven't actually tagged him yet, but they're expected to. He would be due, which is interesting, $13.7 million is... Because what they do with the franchise tag for offensive line is they take the average of all, all of them, offensive linemen. Which is a joke. It's not just tackles, but in my opinion, the left tackle is so different to the right tackle and left guard and right guard. So they average up all five at each position and then give you. So he's I, earning $2 million less than Muhammad Wilkerson. I think that's wrong. Yeah, I think they should change that. Me too. Um, the fourth one, which actually surprises me a little bit, the... LA Rams now have. Oh, t- it's great. Are you enjoying it that? Just, yeah, it's rolls so off the cool. Time. I feel like it's a new team, but it's going to be the same old crappy Rams. <laughs> but they've tagged Tremaine Johnson or expected to, tra- to tag Tremaine Johnson, cornerback. Had a really solid season last year. I don't know if he's worth uh, just under $14 million, But if you can't get a deal done, you don't want to lose him. But 
this is what happens now. They've got Janoris Jenkins, who's also a free agent, who I think is a better player, who obviously just won't come to the party. So, Or, the other way, he's going to sign a long-term deal, so they're going to get the job done with him. Um, and then the fifth and final, the most important, in my opinion, Olsen Jeffrey, Chicago Bears. They let him walk. They are left with nothing. They're apparently going to cut Martellius Bennett, who's their um, Pro Bowl tight end for a couple of seasons because he's just they just want to start again. Um, Olsen Jeffrey would be the only, you know, superstar player on that team. So with Matt Forte gone now, they need to build around him. So that's a, that's a pretty good move by them. If you let someone like that walk, you're an idiot. You're mad. Yeah. If you let if you let someone like that get to free agency, you are absolutely mad. Yeah, and, could, and this is the thing when people get to free agency, and this is why I think the Redskins have made a mistake. People overpay. It's the way it works. You well, want to get a guy in free agency. You have to overpay. It's the, the, the only way to get The Bucks him. better start getting a deal done with Doug Martin. He's gone. He's, he is going to earn so much money, although maybe they're taking the Cowboys approach that, you know, is anyone going to want him, like DeMarco Murray? But the difference is Doug Martin's two years younger and didn't have 9,000 carries last season. So, I think I think you'll find Doug Martin will walk. I don't think he'll be a buck next year. That'd be really disappointing, in my opinion, because that offense was really impressive. Best offense in Bucks history. I think you'd want to keep a piece like that for the right price, I guess, but I'd be doing anything to keep well, him. Look, we're talking about free agents. Do you want to talk about him for a bit, or do you want to hear, hit on a couple of other things? Well, there's, there's not really anything that's not free agent-based, really. Um, you know, James Laurinaitis has visited the Saints. They need all the defensive help they could get. Other than that, there's not a lot going on. And obviously, the, the big talk this week is the combine Indianapolis. But yeah, I'm happy to hit some free agency. What have you got? Eric Berry? He'll stay. Yeah? He'll stay. He'll, he'll, he'll stay. Oh, you know what? I hope he stays by the Chiefs because, in my opinion, um, they stayed by him pretty strong last year. So hopefully he does. Oliver Vernon, Dolphins? I think he will leave. And I think it will be one of the dumbest mistakes the. Um, Miami Dolphins will make. You go and sign Sue for some record contract, which I'm not saying he's not worth it. He's a superstar as well. But then you let a bloody good defensive end leave to Fredency when you could just pay him in-house and keep him. I just don't understand why you go... You don't build a team by letting guys walk. That's my opinion. You build uh, it from drafting and re-signing. Yeah, I agree. Another couple that I think are some of the better players going around. We've already talked about um, Doug Martin. Someone like Eric Weddle, uh, safety down in San Diego. I think he's gone for sure, but I don't know what if there's much value on for him at the moment. He's he's he, on he's 33 years old. He had a sneaky really good year. Yes, I, I on agree a really with you. bad team. But yeah, I just don't know. I, I, I personally, if it was me, as I said, we come from the same philosophy that when we play Madden, we build a team through the draft and re-signing guys. I don't like just signing free agents. <laughs> but, you know, with all seriousness, I don't think that's how you build a team. So, yeah, look, that's my opinion. I think he's gone. Someone will definitely sign him, but I don't think he's going to get the blowout contract he thinks he's going to get. Bruce Irvin, linebacker, Seattle? Interesting. Seattle, uh, they love to build through the draft and whatnot, but... He is so important to that defense. He plays what they call the monster linebacker, which is a very important position. He rushes. He plays that linebacker spot. I I think if he leaves, someone will overpay for him and he won't produce because I think he's exceptional in that system. I don't With know that if he, talent yes, around him. I don't know if he'll produce that elsewhere. I hope he stays over Seattle's benefit because he's very important to them. Right, i got two from Denver for you. Danny Trevathan and Malik Jackson. Oh, Malik Jackson's gone because they can't afford to keep him and they've got you know young guys that don't need to keep him. 
And Miller um, will get will get the tag. Miller will get the tag or get signed to a twenty five year, ten billion dollar contract because he just had the best run in NFL history. But I think Molly Jackson's gone. He will absolutely collect a paycheck. Someone like the Jags um, will pay big for a guy like him. And you know what? He's a Tennessee boy, so I, I love him. I reckon he's a gun. Hopefully, he keeps going. Who was the other one you said? Danny uh, Trevathan. This is again. It's it's similar to Irving. He's Irvin. Sorry, he's so good. He's entering his prime. Yeah, and he's next. so good in that Denver defense. However, he's going to want a paycheck. This you basically get one chance at getting your monster paycheck, and that's straight after your rookie contract, which is four years. He's hitting that. He's coming off his best year, being the leader and you know the play caller and the audible guy of the number one defense and Super Bowl champion defense. He could find himself back with the old coach John Fox. Someone like that would go But then he's going to go to Chicago where he has no one around him. Let's see how he goes when O-linemen are coming up off off the line to get to him. I agree, but I think he has to be smart about it. And you know what? Prime example is DeMarco Murray last year. Now, he got offered peanuts from um, the Cowboys, but then he went spitefully and signed for the Eagles. He probably didn't look at that properly to see what kind of system they run and how he was going to fit because he really didn't fit in that system. So there's a prime example. You've got to be very – if I was an agent, which I'm not, I'd be telling people to be very, very careful about what you do in free agency because it could – like he might get – you know, nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. They could sign him for a year and then cut him. Yeah. So another guy, Julius Thomas, he's done nothing this year for the Jaguars. Big money. But I think he'll go for sure. One of the most interesting ones going around, Jason Pierre-Paul, New York Giants defensive end. I did some research research on this the other day, Rich. His last four games, he started to get it together. So I watched some tape on him. He struggles grasping the concept of defense. God, that was a cheap joke. Um, yeah, he, he, struggled, he struggles bringing the quarterback down, but his speed is still there. His athleticism is still there. There's a spot for him. I just don't know at what sort of paycheck. He has been... Um, links to the Cowboys. They've shown interest in him. Um, Jason Garrett was asked the other day what, what where he stands with Greg Hardy. And Garrett, he's a pretty friendly guy, you'd agree. One of the more friendly coaches talks. Responded with, he's a free agent. Move on. That was it. He's a free agent. He's Next gone. question. He's so gone. he's gone. They haven't enjoyed that time with him. He's The biggest thing was he was trouble on the field. Whether His reputation off the field is whatever it was. He was annoying. So, interesting. I think, who are we talking about, though? I've compl- oh, Jason Pierre-Paul. He's going to have a contract. He's going to have a contract somewhere. I just don't know how much value there is for a guy with one hand. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I don't know if I like the idea of signing someone missing <laughs> fingers. He's, missing fingers. He needs his hand. He can, well, will he play with a club on next season? That's what I want to know. Is he going to have to play for a club with a club forever? Can they make him, like, a fake hand? Like, something to just help him... Put the weight down. Is there anything, any rule in that? You make a prosthetic hand glove that go like a glove with fake fingers in it. I, can I don't assure know. you, I have no idea. Like, what do you do? There's none. Like, yeah, there's all the information about how he doesn't have fingers. Can someone give me some information on what they can do to help the guy? Like, he's one of the best hands in the in the league. Yeah, the, yeah, very true. The last couple, these guys who'd start, but they're not going to change your fortunes around. Um, Matt Forte is going to be out there. Lamar Miller is going to be out there. Lamar Miller, I please Cowboys sign him. I love that guy. Yep. He's a superstar. Yep. Okay. A couple of quarterbacks, obviously, Brock Osweiler we've mentioned. Sam Bradford we haven't. I wouldn't be in a rush to re- re-sign him. all over him. 
all know. over him, which is unbelievable to me. They're offering him more and more money every time they talk to him. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, Sean Smith, cornerback from Kansas City, is an interesting one. He'll get good money if he doesn't stay in Kansas City. Or hopefully he stays in Kansas City, but someone will pay him. He had a good year last year. Kansas City got a couple of others. Uh, Jay Howard, defensive tackle. Derek Johnson, linebacker. Yeah, he's an a, interesting one because he's older. Around. And he's been all pro a couple of times, but he's an older linebacker. So, again, you just don't know what sort of value. He might go hit the free agency. No one really offers him a lot, and he might go back to Kansas City where he's, you know, where he lives. You got to remember, these guys, if they go to another team in another state, they've got to move everything they have. So, like, Derek Johnson's been with Kansas City Chiefs for 10 years. He's probably got a house, family, kids yep. at school. He's going to move everything. So you've got to weigh up the cost of doing that as well. might take a little bit well. less to stay. Exactly. The last one I want to talk about is Ryan Fitzpatrick at the Jets. Oh, I don't know. What do they do with their quarterback situation? I mean, we're going to talk about this, obviously, again and again throughout the preseason, but it's an it's interesting one. It's the one thing they're missing. And last season, I think that was as good as Fitzpatrick can ever play. That's oh, my That's opinion. the ceiling, that for he sure. Hit, he probably put his head through the ceiling last season. Yeah. And he still hurt them, which is what, you know, I'm happy to say I called it all year that at some point he would hurt them in that regard. I think he's a, a guy that you'd love to be a backup, maybe, pay, you know, an overpaid backup somewhere, you know, like Dallas or, you know, even New England. Like if Tom Brady goes down, you've got something that can keep you going. But somewhere like that, I don't know what sort of value the Jets holding him. And that's that's the hardest thing. If you could be a fly on a wall in a room with the jams and go, hear what they think of Fitzpatrick. They might be already going, no, we don't want him back. He was, you know, he had a good year for us last year. Thanks for your, you know, I appreciate him doing that. We still didn't make playoffs. We were still never going to win the Super Bowl. So that's, uh, I I don't know. They need to find a better option. Geno isn't the option and and neither's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Remember, he was signed by them as Geno's backup before the punch gate. Yeah, and Geno's hopeless. Well, we don't know. He didn't play this year. Yeah, he played the year before. Yeah, exactly. I've seen enough and Gino. Seen I don't need to see any more no, Gino. I don't think he's going to be a starter anywhere. But you know, guys like Kirk Cousins and Osweiler flying around, they might they might be the team that go, you know what? If we feel like quarterbacks all we're missing, we have a good running game, great receivers, really really strong defense. We've just locked up Muhammad Wilkerson. Kirk, you want to come back? Five years, a hundred million. Let's, let's let's roll the dice. Let's see what happens. You need him to win. Yeah. They're the kind of teams that you, got, do you that. got to Yeah, you got to try something. Yeah. Um, that brings us to the end of the newsroom. Coming up next, we'll have special guest Scott Harding on. <music> Joining us live in the SEN studio, former Brisbane Lion and Port Power AFL footballer, but more recently, University of Hawaii Rainbow Warrior. Wide receiver, turned punter, plus many other positions. Scott Harding, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, boys. No worries at all. Scott, we've had you on before. Last time we spoke, you were finishing up your degree, finishing up your schooling. Um, You mentioned a few irons in the fire, and then in the last couple of weeks, I see on Twitter the launch of the Hard Knocks Football Academy. Can you tell us some more about it? Yeah, it's. um, I've been working on it for probably 18 months now. it was obviously a bit tough when I was in Hawaii trying to graduate and um, have, having the football things going on. But, um, yeah, it's kind of been a work in progress and uh, to the point now where I can kind of launch it and, and, and I think it's a good time for, for the academy to take place and start start recruiting some Aussie athletes to uh, go over and try and do what I did, basically. Speaking of timing especially, there were more Aussies on NFL rosters than ever before this year in the preseason. There's even more – it seems – Every other day, there's another one committing somewhere, uh, even in the college system. 
has that got a lot to do with it? The timing, you think now's sort of the, the right time. There's a lot more profile around it. Yeah, I just, I, I just think, um, yeah, there's just there's just a lot more interest in the sport, and I think, yeah, as you mentioned, there's a lot more players that are that are mo- making the move over there. Um, but I still I still think that there's a lot more to be there's a lot more to be had in Australia, and there's a lot more athletes that are looking to do that. And if they're not, they might not know that there's even a pathway or, or an opportunity there. Um, and I think you know that's hopefully we can do that, and we can kind of I can give back a little bit and, and provide some advice and some some coaching as to. You know what recruits look for and what scouts look for, and, and and try and you know improve their technique and skills, and yeah, and I think I think it's a great time to do it. So, will you have to bring on board American coaches? Is that the plan? You you bring guys out and create a bit of a, a base of coaches. Obviously, you played receiver and a punter at at college, but in terms of teaching offensive linemen, defensive linemen, how are you going to go about all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so that's the plan. So I've, I've already got a guy uh, that actually played with me, he played at Wazoo, Washington State uh, as well. He played defensive end there and then came to Hawaii and played tight end. Um, Jordan Robinson's his name. He's, he's going to kind of take pretty much deal with both the line, the line of scrimmage. So he'll probably deal with defensive linemen, offensive linemen. He uh, can also kind of teach some, some linebacker tight end stuff. But um, So he, he's going to be a good pickup for me and uh, help out with that kind of stuff. Obviously, you know, I know, I know a bit about football now, but obviously there's a lot, a lot of, I still need to learn in regards to those positions. But having a guy like that will be really good for me. Uh, he will help, help out there. I've also got another offensive uh, coach who will deal with a lot of the um, – you know, running backs. Uh, he was actually a quarterback himself, but he, he's really good with offensive schemes, and I think he'll be he'll be a good benefit as well. Who who was that one? Uh, his name's Cayman Shutter. Yeah, I wanted you to say that because that's the coolest name. <laughs> I just, I just saw it. That's such a good name. Cayman, that's such a good. We were name. just discussing before how boring my name is and guys like that. <laughs> just the coolest names. Um, obviously, the, the skills and and playing football is one side of it. Are you guys going to help teaching? I think what a lot of people really wouldn't know. They think, okay, I'm fast and I'm fit. I could, I, I could maybe play football. Do you talk about the things like how important academics are and what standards they have to be at to even get considered by a four-year college? Definitely, yeah. So that's going to be a big part of what we're going to do. Uh, we've got, you know, administrative side, compliance side that uh, we're going to obviously send each athlete through. Um, I've got a lady who's already, you know, committed to, to helping us out with that, and she's going to yeah, deal with that, you know, whole side of things, which is a it's a big side of, of the college system. Um, you know, you need a you, know, you need to get high school transcripts. You, you need, we need to know if you've been to college before, your amateurism, where you, where you stand with you know what sports you've played in, in the past, um, and then obviously all the all the immigration stuff with you know the, your visas and and that kind of stuff. You know, moving overseas is obviously um, it's a big transition, and uh, that's a big part of you know what we're going to have to deal with. What, what kind of age group will be your target to begin with? Like, how how young will you aim for? That's the question, I guess. Yeah, basically, um, you know, looking at high school is probably one of our main areas that we want to look. Um, so, you know, anywhere from you know, 15, 16 is probably the age where kids are starting to really decide, you know, where, where they're at, um, you know, athletically and, and what sports that, you know, they've found out that they're decently good at and, and really starting to figure out their options. And I think, you know, at that point, um, you know, we can hopefully bring to the table that this is another option. Um, and I think, you know, with, with the sport growing and, and the interest growing, I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for us to, to launch that. And, and, and on top of that, you know, it's also talking to the parents, and I think you know the the ability to offer a full scholarship for these young kids. You know, going to going to college, not only having an opportunity to play football, but um, you know, getting a degree for free, uh, coming back with no debt, I think is a is a big big upside as well. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, I know for a fact, most people wouldn't realize it how much that university education costs in the U.S. You know, you could be out of state 
going to somewhere like the University of Texas, and you're looking at a hundred thousand a year plus, and some of these private institutions can be even more. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, and you really do get to choose whatever whatever uh, degree you'd like to you'd like to study. So, um, you know, yeah, these big schools they're expensive and, and they're prestigious and. Uh, you know, hopefully that's another drawing point as to, you know, being American football being an option for us. And I think, uh, you know, a lot more athletes and, and hopefully we can we can turn the athletes and parents into, into feeling comfortable with that decision. And do you have facilities or whatnot lined up with it? Obviously, you, you just said earlier that you've moved to Melbourne and you're going to be based in Melbourne. That's the plan. And Yeah, so at the moment, um, I've actually just, just spoken to... Um, he actually, his name's Dave Tunavai. He works out at uh, Mount Waverley. He uh, he actually trained me before I went over to Hawaii a few years ago. Um, he works out of a out of a, a gym out there, a facility out there with Conquest Fitness, and he's um he's going to actually come on board and he's going to be the head strength and conditioning coach and um, help out with that side of things. So we'll have that there, and um, obviously the field work. Um, we're actually going to do that out there as well. So, um, but a lot of it's going to be in the gym, obviously preparing them physically, and then obviously the field work for the technique stuff. We actually have a few boys that play for our club. I think one of them, I think it's actually his family member who who runs that <laughs> gym. So, it's, as soon as you said Mount Waverley, it, it clicked with me. Oh, but right. I've heard great things about them. A few of the boys train there, and they're some big boys too. They do some good work down there. Um, I, I guess a, a good question to ask is. There is a junior American football league here in in Melbourne and across Australia as well. If there's a you know handy kid running around and and I said you know well if he's listening, kid from our club Connor's listening, what direction should I point him? What would be next? Uh, well, I guess you know the first thing is to you know check out the website. The website is up now and uh, that's scotthardingfootball.com. dot um, That's got you know pretty much all the information you need uh, for the moment anyway to give you a good understanding of. Firstly, what we do uh, and and the process and the steps to take, um, and then from there, you know, anyone in that position is obviously feel free to email me or call me, um, and we can have a chat about the options and and I guess the you know the, the schedule of events that's going to happen. We're we're planning on having uh, a camp uh, during May, and then we'll have another three or four up until up until August, and then from there. Um, you know the athletes that we decide to go with. We're going to launch the academy, the actual full, you know the full time training where we're going to go from there and uh, really get stuck into the work and and then hopefully be you know depending on how the athletes are going, we'll be able to get some kids over over, over to the states early next year. So that camp's designed to be a you know, show us your wares sort of thing. Come on down, do you know do a do a forty, do a shuttle, all those sorts of things. Get a bit of a look at them. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's going to be a, 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 a bit of everything. We're going to obviously. You know, it's it's a new thing, so we want to introduce ourselves and, and really kind of you know nut out exactly what we do and and explain what we're looking for, um, and then we're going to te- do a bit of a teaching session, a bit of a coaching clinic as to um, you know the different techniques and, and skills that we we we, we want to see and, and what the what the scouts overseas want to see, and then from that point we'll we'll do a bit of testing and yeah t- you know see see your physical abilities, your, your forty and um, you know your strength and, and agility and that kind of thing, and, and really kind of try and see where they're at at the moment. And, and you know, by no means is it you know anything to be pressured about, but it's just you know it's a way for us to see, you know, where you stack up against everyone else, and more so where you stack up against guys in America. Because I think you know, coming from Australia, you really don't know where you stand, and and you know these these tests really you know put it in perspective. I was going to say it's a pretty small pond over here. And most people really don't have much of an idea. I remember the first time I went over there, um, I was in LA. We thought, oh, we'll go to a, a high school football game. 
and I'd been playing here for sort of seven, eight years at that point. I just could not believe the difference. That high school team would have kicked our seniors' team's backside. The difference is just incredible. These 17, 18-year-old kids just look massive because of that weight program that they put them in. I think a lot of people underestimate the difference, not only that physical side of it, but of course their schooling they have to do as well. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of differences. When I first went over there, obviously I've been playing AFL my whole life up until then, and uh, I think I weighed 80 kilos, and you know played played at that weight for a few years in the AFL. And you know I, when I went over there, just the training itself, you know, I put on 10 kilos without without even you know trying. So uh, just the training, um, you know, being being involved in a program that tailors to strength and power and explosiveness, just like the American game, it um, your body sends to you know really grasp it and, and make the make the make the difference itself. And is there an age limit? Is there, a, you know, what, what what's the oldest you'll take? Because You're I'm too a, old. I'm a pretty washed <laughs> up <out>. average <laughs> offensive lineman that can bench press about three reps at a hundred. So if you're interested, I, I can come down and you know have a have a crack at it. <laughs> yeah, well, look, you know, we'll, we'll consider it, but uh, we'll see how fast I'll, you run I'll, I'll, I'll pay. I'll pay to come down. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. But uh, I think we'll, um, yeah, we're go- we're gonna most likely have a bit of a cap. I mean, probably around twenty five is probably the the oldest that we could look for um, depending on um, you know where we're trying to you know really get the athlete to obviously in, into the college forum you know anything above 25 is probably a bit a bit too old I know for myself coming from, from what I did I, I went over at 24 and uh, I came out obviously when I was 28 four years later but um you know, if 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 there's a if there's an athlete out there that you know might be a little bit older, but you know it wants to make a transition out of you know whether it's out of a professional sport, you know there's still there's still opportunities there, just like how obviously like Jared Hayne has done, um and and you know there's leagues in Canada as well and and things like that. So um you know it's 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 not you know out of the out of the equation. Now you realise you. You don't have to stop playing, Scott. There is always a roster spot available at the Croydon Rangers Gridiron Club. That <laughs> we'll find you room can for come you. down. You don't have to train. <laughs> Just come down. You put on that nice green uniform, and you know we'll make sure we, we, like we back, get the ball. Being in back hands. in Hawaii, it's just yeah. colder. It'll be great. Let's yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind playing some quarterback. I didn't get to play that. Over oh, Hawaii, so we'll oh, Jamie Stafford. Ja- Jamie, Sa- Jamie Stafford, you're out of a job. Sorry, mate. <laughs> well, you are now in Melbourne, and Gridiron Victoria is the best Gridiron League in Australia. So comfortably. Go. So if, if you need if you need any Import, just don't go to the Warriors. <laughs> Switching tact a little bit, I, I want to. One of the people I saw in your Twitter feed was Coach um, Ryan Bold. Did you play under him at all? So, did I play under him? Yeah. No, I didn't actually. I actually, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I missed out on uh, being under him coaching wise, but he. Um, he actually put me through a private workout after my stint in Hawaii. Um, he's with the Hamilton Ticats in Canada. Um, and yeah, he wanted to kind of see what I did, and obviously the punting style that I brought to Hawaii was a little bit different. And he kind of wanted to see how it all worked. He hadn't really seen it before either. And uh, the Canadian rules are a little bit different. Um, I'd say a, li- a lot different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, it's he like a through- different sport. Yeah, it is. It's 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 a weird sport, but it's it's, it's fun to watch. It's you know, very offensive and a lot of scoring. But um, yeah, so I know I, I know him pretty well, and um, he's right behind it. And um, yeah, he's a good good fella. The main reason I brought it up, he's a. I, I was lucky enough to meet him at, at a national competition that Jay Gridiron Australia ran. He is nonstop all the time. He is one of the most full-on people I've ever been around on a football field. It was just incredible watching him work. And I really wanted to know if you'd actually played under him because I'd love to know what it was like. He is as full on as it comes. Yeah, no, I, I was unfortunate not to play under him, but you know, you, yeah, you definitely can tell when you when you even meet him for the first time. He's pretty intense, and um, you know that's what you know that's why he's such a, a good special teams coach. He's a lot of special teams coaches are a bit a bit nutty in the head. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, I heard a head coach once say that he wouldn't even talk to his punters and kickers because 
you can't treat them like you treat the other players because they're just different. They don't respond yeah. to it. They don't like being yelled at. So a special teams coordinator needs to really know how to talk to these guys. Well, that's right. I mean, that special teams is a big, is a big, is a big unit too. It's not, you know, it's not just your specialists like your punters and kickers. That's that's three guys out of the three or four or five different special teams uh, units that you need to put on the field. So, and a lot of those guys are, are pretty hell bent on killing some dudes. So the yeah. uh, special teams coordinator needs to fire them up, but also be pretty cool with the specialists. So, yeah. Before we let you go, Scott, one, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. But please point out all the places people can follow, the website they've got to go to if they want to learn more. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the main website is, is scotthardingfootball.com. Um, we've, got, we've got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The, the Instagram is Hard Knocks Football, and uh, the Twitter handle is Hard Knocks underscore AU. And if you just search on Facebook, Hard Knocks Football Academy, it should come up. And um, yeah, give us a like and a follow. And uh, yeah, come come on down and give us a call or an email and we can uh, yeah explore the options. Fantastic. Once again, Scott, thank you so much for your time. I'm really excited for it. I hope it goes really, really well for you. One, I just love seeing more Australians in the US making this game happen. It makes it more popular here, which helps the local sport, which makes me happier. So I hope I wish you all the best. I hope it goes absolutely fantastic for you. We might come along to one of those first camps, check it out, um, and we'll not, get back not on. Not compete. No. <laughs> I'm not Although I wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind knowing what mine is. Mine would blow out. Six, My knee would just go, no, I can't six, carry eight, you. Six, six nine. eight. Do you reckon you could beat me? Oh, I'd destroy you. What if I kicked you at the start? I still reckon I'd win. <laughs> <laughs> I'd catch in the last 10. <laughs> Scott, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you on later in the year. Stay in touch. We'd love to talk to you more about this as it progresses throughout the time. Great. Thanks, boys. Thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03. Might have a week or two off before we'll be back, but we'll be talking free agency. will be the next thing that will come along for us. So until next time... For James Arthur, for our producer Chris Tyler, big thanks to our special guest Scott Harding. I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.